How's your obedience to God going? What about your faithfulness? What about stewardship? These are the three foundational pieces to how I'm trying to live right now. So I'm here to share some insight and have a real like big sister in the spirit style chat with you today so that you can move forward with confidence and walk in the identity Christ has for you. This one might be a challenge and I'm all for that because it's time to grow. Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl next door, Christian mentor and life coach. And for the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's Word and my daily walk go together. I've got some amazing resources available for you, like prayer cards, Bible journaling boot camp, a free powerful prayer guide, and so much more. So head to hiswordmywalkpodcast.com and grab what you need. And while you're there, if you'd like to support this show and this mission, you can simply click the button that says buy me a coffee. Your generosity in prayer, in reviews, in encouragement, and yes, in those cups of, well, tea in my case, means so much to me as I continue to pour out what God puts in me. So now, lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into this. All right, y'all. Last week, toward the end of the episode, I said something that has stuck with even myself. And so today, I want to expand on it. As I was speaking about pushing and pushing again, if you haven't listened to that episode, be sure to go back to it. You've got to push for what God has for you. So here's what I said. This is not a competition. It's not a comparison. It's not a race. If I can leave you with three words that lead me in my walk with Christ, that lead me when it comes to pushing, the three words are these, obedience, faithfulness, stewardship. So today I want to expand on those. I just want to share from my own life how these three areas are my focus. Well, at least I try my best to keep them my focus. And even with that, I want to share with you really honestly because no, I don't have it all together. Yes, I mess up and yes, I miss the mark and yes, God loves me. Okay, let's get right into this. First, and well, these are in no particular order, just in the order I spoke them in the past episode. So first, obedience. Let's go to John chapter 14, beginning in verse 15. If you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. Judas, not Judas Iscariot, but the other disciple with that name, said to him, Lord, why are you going to reveal yourself only to us and not to the world at large? Jesus replied, All who love me will do what I say. 
My father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of them. Anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me. And remember, my words are not my own. What I am telling you is from the father who sent me. I'm telling you these things now while I am still with you. But when the father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. I am leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Remember what I told you. I am going away, but I will come back to you again. If you really loved me, you would be happy that I am going to the Father who is greater than I am. I have told you these things before they happen so that when they do happen, you will believe. I don't have much more time to talk to you because the ruler of this world approaches. He has no power over me, but I will do what the Father requires of me so that the world will know that I love the Father. Come, let's be going. Was that a lot? (laughs) That's the Bible. That's God's word. That's Jesus speaking. That's the good stuff. Okay, let's talk about it. Jesus is talking to his disciples. What does he say about obedience? Verse 15, if you love me, obey my commandments. Verse 21, those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. Verse 23, all who love me will do what I say. Verse 24, anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me. Now, let's get context before you decide in your own mind what Jesus is talking about. Jesus had just finished showing incredible love to his disciples. In the beginning of John chapter 13, he washed their feet. And then he said this in John 13, beginning in verse 14. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth, slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Man, y'all got me wanting to just sit here and read the Bible to you. The very next verse, Jesus says, I'm not saying these things to all of you. I know the ones I have chosen. Let me just say this. As believers, we cannot hold unbelievers to the standard of Jesus. They don't know yet. Yet. And Jesus isn't talking to those who do not believe in him. He's speaking to his followers in this one, right? He's speaking to those who have chosen to follow him. Context is so, so, so important when you're reading the Bible and when you're teaching it and sharing it with others too. An unbeliever does not live under the same heart, the same conviction, and the same obedience as a believer. So when you're sharing the gospel, when you're sharing the love of Jesus with others, remember this. Show them Jesus through your life, through your love. Do not tell them they have to obey what Jesus speaks to believers to obey. Okay, there's that. I'm so serious about that though. So Jesus just washed the disciples' feet, says he's given the disciples an example to follow, and says, now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Then in John chapter 13, verse 34, in the same sitting, Jesus says, So now I am giving you a new commandment, love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Ah, there it is right there. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Gosh, that statement right there. Like how we as Christians as a whole struggle with that, right? To love one another. Our brothers and sisters in Christ love one another. Then in John chapter 14, verse 1, Jesus says, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's house. 
Seriously, these chapters are so full of goodness. There is more than enough room. What's with the competition in the kingdom of God? This is so weird. I had a dream last night about playing basketball again. A coach asked me to come to a practice and to play defense and guard their star player. I just ran over there, like not in practice gear, and I played. And I played well. I stopped her. That's literally all I remember about my dream. I literally remember my dreams like once every six months or so. They aren't something I pay a whole lot of attention to. But since we're here right now, let me just say this. The kingdom of God is not like a basketball team where only so many can make it. And even out of those, only a few are actually like in the game. Only five can play on the court at once. No, the world needs all of us. That's the exact statement I say to other women I meet who are also Christian life coaches, who are also Christian women serving. The world needs all of us. Like Jesus said here, there is more than enough room. Gosh, maybe I need to start saying the kingdom needs all of us. This competition has got to stop. Churches, programs, friendships, people, cliques, groups. Obedience is to love one another, not your select few, but all. Gosh, seriously, y'all, I planned on just rattling off these points today and sharing about some strategies in my life. And then I opened up the word. And let me tell you how alive the word of God is. Just going to John chapter 14 has me then reading John chapter 13 and digging in to hopefully help you understand in a fresh way too. So in context, Jesus had just done these things. He commanded his disciples to wash one another's feet, following his own example, commanded them to love one another, and commanded them to put their faith in God and in himself. And then he goes into the verses about, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Context. I'm seriously preparing all this teaching right now and wondering how I'm bringing this back to these three points, or if this episode is taking a turn. Maybe the Holy Spirit led me here to just get some of those points out to truly remind myself and to help you. I think too often we read the Bible and like hearing the word command or commandment, our minds go straight to Moses, straight to the Ten Commandments. Let me be clear. Jesus came to fulfill the law. The law does not bind believers anymore. And let me say this. As a believer, what's the issue? Like read through the Ten Commandments. Read through some of the quote rules of the Old Testament. As a follower of Jesus, as one who has received the gift of salvation, What's the fight in not having any other gods, in not having idols, in not misusing the name of the Lord, in observing the Sabbath, in honoring your father and mother, in not murdering, not committing adultery, not stealing, not lying, and not coveting your neighbor's house or wife or anything else? Okay. When I spent a lot of time in the book of Exodus last year, I remember thinking like, duh, (laughs) how we live now as believers, what's the fight? Like these commandments, if we love one another, if we put our faith in God, if we love God, like these should be our default living anyway. We aren't bound by them, but what's the fight? Geez, y'all really got me going in today. So let me bring this real into my life because I said obedience is one of the top focuses when it comes to my relationship with God and how I'm just living life. Okay, first this, my obedience to Christ is out of my love for him, not so that I will receive. And to be honest, that's something I have to check myself on often. This is not a transactional relationship like, okay, God, if I do this to obey you, then that means you will, you must, you with 100% certainly will do that for me. No, my obedience to God is out of love. Just like Jesus said, my obedience to God is actually, in simplest terms, the best way 
to choose to live, actually. I was listening to an interview with Darius Daniels a while back, and he was sharing something about being Christian, and I hope I don't mess this up too much, but the point he was getting across was that when he came to know God, it wasn't really all about eternal life for him, but it was knowing that literally this is the best way to handle and deal with life in the world. Like there is so much wisdom and peace and finding joy and all the things when you live your life according to Christ and God's will. And that will being exactly what we read in the Bible. It's laid out there how we should live. So to bring it all together, I'm not just speaking about situational obedience, as in feeling like the Lord asked me to move back to Canada and I went, or feeling like the Lord is asking me to start a podcast and I, well, I eventually did. (laughs) Not just that kind of obedience, but truly living in obedience to Christ in biblical terms, loving my neighbor, praying for others, being slow to anger. I'm just throwing a few off the dome right now, but that is the kind of obedience I want to share with you and encourage you, maybe even challenge you to live by. Don't always worry about the specifics of, I want to be obedient in which school to choose or which relationship. Check your fundamentals first. Don't be worried about running the triangle if you don't know what triple threat is. And that right there may have proven my point. (laughs) Basketball analogy, simple explanation, the triangle offense, it was old but made famous by coach Phil Jackson in the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls era. Then he took it to the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe. Triple threat. Well, that's the standard basic stance of a basketball player. The athletic knees, bent knees, the stance where you are a triple threat. You can shoot, pass, or dribble from that position. Basics. You learn it like your very first day of basketball anywhere. So like I said, stop worrying about the triangle if you don't even know what triple threat is. The basics, the fundamentals. Okay, at this point, I'm sticking with obedience for the entire episode. (laughs) Stay tuned for the faithfulness and stewardship pieces. And mostly because I want to share pieces about my life. Because I feel like those are the questions I get asked about most often. About, and those are probably what you're hoping to hear in this episode. Truly the, but actually, which college do I go to? But actually, how do I walk out the day-to-day obedience and decisions I'm making, right? Okay, so here's the thing. God speaks, right? You have to believe that. If you don't believe God speaks and is still speaking, well, then you're kind of stuck on this because you won't believe that he's guiding and speaking to you regarding decisions you make, right? So here, I'll give you three quick checks you can make. Three things I truly put into practice in my life when it comes to making decisions and the desire to be obedient to the Lord in what I believe he's asking me to do. Number one, God cannot and will not contradict himself. This is it. This is a check I make all the time. And the crucial part of this is knowing God, knowing his character, knowing what he's all about, knowing who he is, who he was, who he forever will be. He cannot and will not contradict himself. So to know his will and to hear his voice and to know which direction he's calling you to go, you need to know him And this part takes effort. It just does. There are many women, and men for that matter, that I have conversations with. And when I bring up a scenario from the Bible or something Jesus said, they're like, wait, what? I didn't know that. But I thought that right there. The, but I thought. (laughs) I've been caught in some of the, but I thoughts. It takes effort to know God. It takes effort and time to truly know his character. Get in the word. Open your Bible. Okay, The second thing I want to share with you is it's probably not going to be all about you. Yep, I'm just telling you like it is. 
hearing God and being obedient to him, it's probably not going to be all about you. I mean, I just hit this in the first half of this episode with Jesus clearly showing by example and telling his disciples what obedience looks like. And it was love, love for others. The thing is, sometimes we can't see who it's for yet. And sometimes we want to know who it's for or who God has in mind. Why? Let's be really honest, because we still want the credit for it. One of the best examples I can share of this, in the beginning of 2021, I started an online book club. I was pretty sure the Lord was leading me to do this. I had fought it for a while. Sometimes that's also how I know, because I want to do it and don't want to do it at the same time. Anyway, we met on Zoom every Thursday, just reading books together. More than 40 women came and went through those discussions and books we read. Well, there was one girl who came and she needed this sisterhood more than I could have ever imagined. Nobody knew her personally, but she became a sister. And when her mom passed as a group, we were there for her. Another example, a man who I call brother. He is from California and lived with my family when I was in sixth grade and he was a college baseball player. Actually, he was one of the first Christian influences on me and my family. Well, he became a brother and a bonus son to my parents. He's now a grandfather himself. That's wild. But I have pictures of me holding his children when they were babies. We've always been connected. His son Tyler was married and with two small children, and he tragically passed away at the end of 2021. I reached out to his young widow and invited her in for our next book. I could not have planned that there was another woman there who was also in her 20s and a widow. They connected, and I think they actually continue to stay connected. So you mean to tell me that when Sid was living with my family in 1993, that was a setup for his future daughter-in-law, who was not even born yet, to have a connection in 2021? Saying yes to starting that book club was not about me. I didn't do that. I don't get the credit. I couldn't even see it at the time. Yet that testimony has helped me to say yes to what I believe God has asked me to do since then. Knowing that he has a plan so much greater than what I can see. And his plan has been in motion. Okay, and third, I don't know why this is the one coming out. Y'all, this whole episode turned to not what I thought and that's the point. That's the leading. That's the obedience. The nudge of what I believe was the Holy Spirit to go deeper into obedience, to not just gloss over it and mix it in with faithfulness and stewardship in 20 minutes. And how it truly happened was I sat and opened the Bible. I sat and read John 14 and then 13 and just had so much to share. So here's actually the third thing I'll say about obedience. Sometimes obedience means not doing the thing. And even not doing the thing that's a good thing. Like one of the best examples I can share with you and one I replay for myself and share with others, literally just shared it with a woman this past week. It's this. It's David and Solomon. First Chronicles chapter 17. Here's how the chapter begins. David is now king. When David was settled in his palace, he summoned Nathan the prophet. Look, David said, I am living in a beautiful cedar palace, but the ark of the Lord's covenant is out there under a tent. Nathan replied to David, do what you have in mind for God is with you. But that same night, God said to Nathan, Go and tell my servant David, this is what the Lord has declared. You are not the one to build a house for me to live in. Wow. Can you imagine how David felt? I imagine him being like, wait, what? 
<laughs> but this is the house for the Lord. We need a temple. We can't disrespect the Ark of the Lord's covenant like this anymore. I'm ready to build it. I have all the skills. I can do it. I'm the king. I'm the one who has been victorious in battle for you, Lord. I have the resources. I can do it. I'll just do it. Let me do it. Have you ever had a conversation like that with the Lord or just with someone else? I got this. I can do it. I'll do it. I'm the best one for the job. Um, If you want something done right, do it yourself. Is that you? Look, I'm not hating at all. I feel you. Building the temple was a good thing. Building the temple was for the Lord's glory, yet the instruction was not for David to do it. And as I was having this conversation with a friend this past week, this piece hit me as she was kind of struggling to let go of control. Oh, how well some of us know that. <laughs> I said to her, hmm, I don't know if I've ever thought of this part before, but I wonder if David was looking over Solomon's shoulder the whole time. Like, oh, I think you should use different wood for that. Or, oh, maybe one more piece for stability. Here, let me just give those posts one more tap with the hammer just to make sure they're solid. Hey, sometimes obedience to God means back off. He has a plan and he has a plan for someone else to do it because that is their training ground. You already had your training ground and remember how you learned? Remember, stop trying to control it all and get all the glory for yourself. This is God's plan. Okay, I truly hope this episode has helped you. Let me know. Shoot me an email or a message on social media. I love to hear from you. And while you're at it, if you did get something out of this episode or any other episodes for that matter, share them with a friend, please. All right, let me pray over you before I go. Lord, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your grace. God, I pray over the one listening right now. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you are stirring inside them what you have called them to do, the identity that you have. God, we are called to love others. We are called to walk as Jesus walked. We are followers of Christ. And as believers, God, I pray that as they walk in obedience, that they know what you have called them to do. We are called to love and we are called to serve and we are called to be faithful to what you have for us. God, I pray protection over them as they go this week. God, stir up in them the obedience, the obedience, the desire for obedience, the desire for obedience, God and that they will continue to know you more so that they can know your character and know what you are calling them to do and how you are speaking in their life today. We do this all for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining me this week. My prayer is that this episode was able to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and challenge your body. The His Word My Walk podcast is here to serve you. So if you haven't already, you can check out more of my programs and services at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Kayla Praise. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a written review in your listening app, I would really appreciate it. I'll see you next time.